ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back, be here every Sunday for a new episode. Welcome back, and aren't you all the lucky ones today, because we're talking about The Lucky One by Taylor Swift. All right, there has been a lot of speculation about who this song is about, and the latest round of speculatory comments out there is that it's about Britney Spears. I mean, that would kind of make sense, given Britney is, this is a story about a girl named Lucky. I used to get down to that song so hard. I like you didn't. You, you did that so perfectly. I thought you were like playing the audio. I was like, she did she? Is Meredith she really has like, practiced this. Yeah, and I, I was like, hold, hold on. Did Britney Spears join the conversation? Because if she's so, here, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but also. There's a rumor that it's about Joni Mitchell. Um, so, and then maybe Shania Twain. Because the first song lyric in here is new to town with a made up name. And did you know Shania Twain's name is not Shania Twain? Yes. I did not know this until I was researching this. It is Eileen Richards. Yep. Not as not as fun as Shania. So nope. yeah. Be a blamer. No. It was her record label that made her change the change her name. It's probably so people wouldn't be like, come on, Eileen, you know, and sing to it her. It also had something to do with, I mean, not that this whole thing is about Shania, but I'm pretty sure Shania was at one point adopted and there's like something like with her parents' death and then the adoption that led also that influenced her name. But that's for another. That's for our Shania Twain podcast. No, we didn't have <laughs> Well, if the rumors are true about um maybe it's the Speak Now album that when she puts out Taylor's version, it could be reminiscent of Shania Twain's up album, one that had country, there were two CDs, one that mm. was country based and then one was more pop. But again, just keep going. Yeah. Interesting segue that we had. Like- <laughs> But um, really, I'm not a fan of this song. Yeah, it's another one of those skippable songs for me. Um, every now and then, maybe I'll listen to it. But I don't know. I think it's because it does remind me so much of Britney Spears' Lucky. And I, like I was saying, I um, always played that out in my head all the time, like waking up and I'll, like going through the whole motions of the song. This song, just, I don't know. It's just like a more like folksy country version of Britney Spears is lucky. Not horrible, but just not my favorite. What about you, Cardi C? I feel like you have a lot to say. Well, I just, I want to say that first and foremost, I like this song because of the storytelling aspect of the song. There's not many songs like. Like pre-folklore and evermore that are storytelling. Yeah. That are very storytelling. Like. For me, 
personally, when I think of a storytelling song, the first song that comes to my head is Fancy by Reba McIntyre, because that is the mm-hmm. most like storytelling song in the entire world. But in this one, it's the same thing, right? Like I could write a whole book about this person and then I could write a second book about Taylor following up after this person. And that's that's why I personally like this song. I also just like the lyrics. Um, I, hold on, I just had it and now I lost. Um, and they tell you that you're lucky, but you're so confused because you don't feel pretty, you just feel used. And all the young things line up to take your place. So I know I reference the song a lot, but of course the last lyric and all the young things line up to take your place. You go back and you think of um, nothing new. Um, I also want to say, and before I say this, I am not putting two artists, especially two female artists against each other. Um, But every time that I hear Taylor reference, like, you know, the the young thing that's going to take your place or something of that nature, or the next 17 year old that said, I got it from you or what have you. I always think about Olivia Rodrigo. And I always think about, I wonder how she feels when she hears those lyrics, not saying that like they're about her. Cause they're clearly not like Olivia did not exist. Well, I mean, she existed, but she wasn't like a well-known <laughs> celebrity back in 2011 2012 so on and so forth so and and I always find it like interesting right because we as a culture do have a tendency of like okay what's next what's next what's the next thing that we can find what's the next thing that we can listen to but then you get artists like Taylor or you get artists like Beyonce or I'm going to even throw in Lady Gaga in that mix because they adapt as they move along in their career to stay relevant, to stay popular, to stay with the times as compared to, and I'm just going to say it, Katy Perry, um, because I feel like every Katy Perry song I listen to, it's the same song, just with a different beat. Mm-hmm. And and that that to me I've always I've just always like thought about that is what does Olivia Rodrigo think about this and I would love for somebody to interview her and just ask her flat out like when you hear that what does that make you think of because I bet money she'll say it makes me think of who's going to come after me who's going to become the next me and or even Billie Eilish would probably even say something along those lines I feel like um but I I also like um, how you took the money and your dignity and got the hell out. But the way that Taylor sings it, I just, that line for me is like, I just, I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of Hollywood. Um, Sorry for dropping an F-bomb. And then chose the Rose Garden over Madison Square. Um, And it took some time, but I understand it now. And, you know, I, it's kind of, weird that there was another album that came after red because in some parts of red it almost feels like okay i'm done you Mm -hmm. know like i i'm done like i am so tired of being in the spotlight i'm tired of everyone talking about me like i i just want to go and live my life 
And I think that, you know, as we look at Taylor, as she's grown in her relationship, she's been able to keep her life private as much as she possibly can while also still giving the fans exactly what we want. She, she holds that balance so well. And I just, I adore her for it. I know that's, I literally talked about nothing related to the song. I just talked about all these different things, but I I just think that these are important things for us to talk about. Yeah. So there's two things that I want to talk about based on what you just talked about. Okay. Um, The first is when we started talking, I honestly was thinking I would have rather had nothing new over the lucky one if we had to choose between the two, because I feel like they are very connected and the same. Um, But the lucky one is telling more of a story. uh, Like it has that country aspect where it's telling the story of like, we saw someone do this. And um, this is why I don't think it's about Britney Spears because they talk about how she looks like a sixties queen. I don't think Britney Spears has really ever looked like a sixties queen. Um, She's always just looked like a pop star thirst trap. Um, Just saying. I mean, every time I think of Brittany, I think of either the schoolgirl outfit or the slave for you outfit. Yep. Um, or on. the one from Toxic. So oh, yeah. we don't think about the denim outfit. That was a dark time in all of our <laughs> lives. Okay. Canadian tuxedos, they will just stay where they are. Or that. We don't talk about 2007. Um, we're, we're letting her heal from that. Um, haven't you moving on free Brittany, um, which is free, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, when nothing new came out this, they, you could definitely tell that that was just her like feeling at the time, but, um, and that leads me to like the second thing that you kind of touched on was this album kind of felt like it was the end. Like this was, we were no longer going to get music from Taylor Swift, but I always feel I don't know. Lately, I feel like that is still the case because Evermore ends with it's time to go. And so she's re-releasing all of her albums and to my knowledge right now is not putting out new music um, other than the vaults tracks. And it's like she's emptying emptying out her like closet, redoing all of her music. And there's like rumors that she's going to end with the debut album. So it'll be Taylor Swift, Taylor's version. And then we won't hear from her again. So it makes me sad, but like, that's, I mean, honestly, I think that's maybe why I don't like this song that much because I don't want her to leave ever. And this song, it just has that feeling of like, she's going to follow that path. And like, when she went dark, went 2016, that was a very weird time as a, uh, like for me as a Taylor Swift fan, because I'd been following so much, especially since like red about her life and then we got 1989 and it was just so much going on we got music video after music video we saw a lot going on in her social life on her instagram account and then she just fell off the radar and it made me very sad and so maybe i just shut this song out of my head for that reason wow it's moments like this that i feel like i'm not a true taylor swift fan don't ever say that about yourself again. I know it's like, it's terrible, but just like the, I think it's one of those things that she's always been such a constant for me that even when she did go dark, 
she was like the only artist music that I played. So it was like she had never left. So I can't even imagine what it would be like if this is her like slow preparation to just being a quote unquote normal person with a family and maybe just sticking to songwriting and selling her music that way. This is another reason why I now I don't like this song. Done. It's giving me dark thoughts, dark vibes. We're feeling very sad, beautiful, and tragic right now. Um, to throw it back to the last episode. And not very lucky. I mean, we we're lucky that we lived um in the era that Taylor lived and created music, but well, she hasn't like left, so let's not put that yeah. into the universe. But I feel like eventually, like Shania doesn't put out a lot of music no, these days. And let's just hope Taylor doesn't do a Las Vegas residency and then falls off the face of the planet. Oh no, that's just I feel like, like that's where pop stars go to die these days. Yeah. Celine. It's interesting that you said that because like Adele, Katy mm-hmm. Perry, mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood, Brittany. Brittany's Brittany. had residency there. Um, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars. And so in my head, I I used to agree with you, right? Is that when when pop stars or famous people when they have residencies in Vegas, that's their retirement. And but now I think of it as with the age of COVID, it's their way of saying, you know what? My fans can come to me. I'm done going to them. Like, I I don't want to go around the world anymore. I don't want to travel. I don't want to do this. I don't like, I don't want to risk giving everybody on tour that goes on tour with me exposure to COVID. Blah, Wait, blah, how's blah. it any different though? People from all over the world are now traveling on planes with the public to come to Las Vegas, which is a cesspool right. in itself. I can say that I'm from there and totally get COVID. I honestly think that that is a cop out as a pop star to say, I'm not going to go to you anymore. You can come to me because now you're expecting your fans to spend way more money than they already were going to before. But also, and, when's the last time Lady Gaga put out brand new music? We haven't gotten a lot of music from her lately. Oh, oh, please. Oh, my gosh. Did you really Katie, just say that? Katy Perry. I mean, honestly, she hasn't. Okay. Adele, yes, she just put out an album, but her Las Vegas residency is not off the ground yet. So I wouldn't go out there. Carrie Underwood. I don't feel like she's put out a lot of stuff lately. It's all um, been she, well. She's put, been very gospel-y, hasn't it? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She's moved more into the like religious realm, which is fine. But like, yeah. Bruno Mars, I listen to Bruno Mars isn't solo act anymore. He's now got a like a group that he sings with. Garth Brooks hasn't put out music. He has Las Vegas residency. Celine is retired. Britney Spears, she got free and said, "F all of you. I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna live my life." Like. I just still feel like it's where people go to die. Like pop star careers go to die. Taylor, don't do it. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> we can disagree, um, Cody. It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, I agree that it could be a cop-out answer. I'm just saying, like, Adele specifically, I don't think that that was a cop-out answer for her. I, I genuinely do think that she was one of the people that was like, I would rather do this than go 
all across the world because I just don't want to do that anymore. Well, I think she's also with her kid and the divorce and everything. Like there are different aspects to it. She's trying to keep some sense of normalcy for her child. So I personally, going back to Taylor Swift, while I agree, I agree with this statement that if Evermore was the last Taylor Swift album, like other than the re-records, I would be, I wouldn't be mad about that. I would be. I would be understanding of, okay, nine albums, almost like 200 freaking songs, probably. Um, yeah, girl, if you want to like take a break, take a break. If you want it to be over, be over. Um, all I ask is that you write a freaking book so I can at least read that. But I truthfully, in my heart, I don't believe that she would end at nine because she just, I, I just don't think that she would I think that she would be like no either I have to end at 10 or I have to go all the way to 13 yeah and 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 I really do believe that she's the type of person that would say I have to make it to 13 or she would say guys I'm going to take some time and live my life as a married woman maybe start a family do some other things I promise this isn't the last of my music I will release more later and then like we get like a 10 year hiatus and then bam, we get Woodvale. Um, <laughs> Seashore. <laughs> Karma. And then there's all of us 40 year olds. <laughs> yeah. And then we're all like, our joints are like aching. <laughs> Man, and, that makes me sad to think about. <laughs> well, and uh, but, it means we get old and I don't want to get old. I think that's yeah. why I love Taylor being who she is. and going on tour and wearing like the flashy dresses and stuff like that because we're all about her age I mean Cody you're a little younger than the rest of us but Meredith and I are about her age and I don't know it makes me feel young I don't want it to be like you know when you hear about your parents they're like we're going to the REO Speedwagon um baseball field concert and you're just like wow you're really old I just yeah it's like we don't want to be in the middle of like Met Stadium which is like the best like venue she could get. <laughs> just feel like if she like takes a 10 year hiatus, we're all just going to be those old people that go to see her perform. I don't know. It just makes me sad. I wouldn't be mad if she said I'm done with music. I would respect that, but I would be sad. Sad. But I, I don't think that she would be done with the entertainment culture period. No, I just... think that she- I think she would still write songs and she would sell them because that's what she's always wanted to do, right? Is that mm-hmm. her her goal was to be a songwriter. She succeeded in that. So people know she can write a good song. Um, and that that might be the next path is that she is raising the next generation of artists. And maybe that's the path. Maybe she writes a memoir, a tell-all book. And we get a chapter called The Scarf and we're all going to be like, yeah, that's what we want. And, um, but I don't know. I, I will say, I think that we've taken, we've forgot about the lucky one entirely. And we've just started talking about Taylor Swift's career, which is fine because. But I think that's what this whole song is about. It's wondering if like, will I make it out alive? And I feel like when 2016, that all that drama hit with Kanye and Calvin and Katie, when all of that went down and you watch Miss Americana, she's like, will I make it out alive? It's not about the music anymore. 
And I yeah. feel like that's what this, that's when I listen to this song, that's what I think of is that like, Ooh, it's all flashy and fun at first. And it's like cool. And, but you wonder why these other artists left, like what made them want to go live normal lives? Um, and she's wondering like, all right, well, the deeper I get into this, will I make it out alive? Like, will I make it to the other end? Will I end up being able to go enjoy a rose garden instead of Madison square garden? Like how much of myself will I lose? You know, all those, all of those thoughts. Like this is like a fan breakup song. <laughs> but um career breakup song. Don't do it. What was that? I was about to say something and it was so clever. Oh God. And now it's just gone. It's gone forever. And so never more. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Only she but, doesn't have to go buy a bunch of land somewhere. She already has a bunch of land everywhere. So yeah, she's seriously. good there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think Taylor Swift would take a residency in Las Vegas, period, because she doesn't already have property in Las Stink. Vegas. <laughs> it's not so, hard to get. You, you'll be fine. She can get some. Right. But like, I, I would imagine that she would be like, I'm going to go to Nashville. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. Well, where there's more like seclusion. Or. What are you talking about? Wayne Newton's house. He, she could probably just buy that. It's very secluded. Siegfried and Roy. Isn't one of them dead? Like she can buy one of them. One of them is. This is taking a dark turn. Um, yeah, a real, I didn't. I was saying you could get good secret real estate in Las Vegas. I wonder if we should just like jump to our ratings. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sad episode. I want to go with like an eight. I'm just like, nah. I like enjoyed she went with an eight. I think this is the first eight Meredith has ever given. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say this is the first like non-double digit. I feel like I know. I think I've given a nine one time, but I don't yeah, just I like again, just love the storytelling aspect, but I think it just reminds me too much of Britney. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with, I, I was actually going to say like a 9.5. Oh, um, well, and I, I do like this song because I like the storytelling aspect of this song, but I, I do see your all's point of, okay, this could be interpreted as the fan breakup song as I'm done. Goodbye. It's been a great ride, but yeah. Um, but I, I just remembered what I was going to, Christina, give your rating. And then I have another thing that I want to say. My rating is a nine for all of the reasons I have said thus far. And seen. <laughs> so I, before we go, I just wanted to say one more thing. When we compare Taylor Swift to 2016, dealing with all of that bullshit, versus Taylor Swift that as soon as a news article comes out that some honestly no-name songwriter or not even a songwriter, just somebody who does music, is in the music industry, says that Taylor Swift does not write her own music and she immediately subtweets it and says, I respected you, I like you, but you don't know anything about me. Fuck you and fuck everything that you're worth. 
by the way, I wrote this tweet myself. <laughs> that is so, so good. good. And, so and good. I, I, I sit back and I say, homegirl, you got stronger. <laughs> yep. Not to reference another amazing Britney Spears song, but I mean. Or Kelly Clarkson. Or Kelly Clarkson. Um, but it, it's like. The Taylor Swift in 2016 was very nice and polite and was like, I just want to be excluded from this narrative and blah, 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 blah. And yes, we got reputation, but I mean, it's also, it's also like, man, she just is, she's grown so much in the past, what, eight years, seven years, six years, I don't know. And it's, it's just crazy to me. So I just, I really wanted to say that as well, that I'm proud of her. And also if today's date is not the day that it, this podcast was released. Um, So I'm sure by the time this episode is released, there's going to be more drama. Um, But like Kim and Kanye right now, not in a good place. Um, Just saying. (laughs) Katy Perry and Taylor have made up which is great. I'm happy for them. Um, and I don't hear anything about Calvin Harris anymore. So, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think our girl did. She managed her stuff amazingly. And that's what I was going to end with. Yeah. And she writes her own damn songs. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at EnchantedPod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there.